0: I can tell you, for me, I remember a sandy-haired little boy with the cutest little gap-tooth smile. Kind of one-tooth buck-tooth and the other flat, and he was cute. And when it would get summertime, his hair would get light, and he had these cute little dimples when he would smile. He just, like, you you couldn't help but want to not, like, grab his cheeks. He was... The
1: opposite of you in a lot of ways. When you were a little boy, you were very somber. You were very cerebral. Tony was into everything. Okay. Tony wanted to be everywhere at all times.
0: Okay. Um, yes, please.
1: But what I remember most about Tony, um, Tony was always appreciative for what he had and what he got. And I know that to be true. Tony, Tony always thanked me for making his meals
2: his mom. I think he's impacted a lot more people than even... I mean, and I knew a lot of his friends because we were all the same age. And even though we didn't graduate from the same high school, I still knew all of those people right um but i don't even think i knew the extent of how much he helped so kids while he was here just fucking like everything was so light to him everything was funny and he always had a fucking joke
0: okay christmas eve right we're at my uncle's house it's me my brother and my sister because cousins, yeah,
2: my mom my uncle dad's girlfriend my dad and grandparents. My dad's got this camera phone, right? So, me and my brother, man, get had a crazy idea. Crazy ass white idea. I went and got a sub. Guess what we did? Send a picture of your ass to somebody. Nah. Took a picture of my butthole up close and personal. I took a picture of his butthole up close and personal. My dad found it like three or four days later. Got the car. He's like, Danny I don't appreciate your fucking asshole watch." So for it to end in such a heavy, dark way for him just was awful because he was a very, yeah, he was a fucking ray of sunshine, and he just everything was funny. He he cracked a joke like he could literally stop people. Talking when he was in walking into a room. His and impersonations. Then you knew. Yeah. and then you <laughs> knew it got everything was about to get a little bit better because he was here. got uh, yeah, it one, one more time. How sweet it is to be loved by you.
0: Welcome to Bear It All, the Kintsugi Chronicles, here on the I Am Not Okay channel, where we gather our broken pieces in search of gold. My name is John Bear. This is MJ Bear and Holly Bear, and today we're here to talk about our brother, our son, Tony Bear, who's no longer with us. Tony's a big reason, to be honest, the catalyst most likely for us, that we needed to come back together as a family to start talking and really understand, to the best that we can, what happened when we lost him on October 8th. Two thousand and seven. I can tell you for me, I remember a sandy haired little boy with the cutest little gap tooth smile, kind of one tooth buck tooth and the other flat, and he was cute. And when it would get summertime, his hair would get light and he had these cute little dimples when he would smile. He just like you you couldn't help but want to not like grab his cheeks. He was that kid. That when I got in trouble, when I was, I think, seven or eight years old, and he was two or three, and my mom <laughs> put me up against the wall in time out, and I deserved it. Instead of just sitting there, he came over and stood with me. He was that kind of boy. He was that kind of man. He was that kind of person. Those are some of the memories that start to come from the top. Mom, what do you remember about Tony? He was...
1: The opposite of you in a lot of ways. When you were a little boy, you were very somber. You were very cerebral in, into your own head kind of thing. I think I remember telling you that your kindergarten teacher, I believe it was, oh. told me that you were a somber
0: yeah. little boy. Yeah.
1: And what she meant by that was the fact that when you were doing something, that you were completely interested in, a bomb could go off right next to you, and you'd never move. Hmm. When you were into something, you were into it. Tony was into everything. Okay. Tony wanted to be everywhere at all times, and he especially wanted to be you when he was little, little. Um, you were so much older than, than Tony and Holly. But what I remember most about Tony... Um, Tony was always appreciative for what he had and what he got. And I know that to be true. Tony, Tony always thanked me for making his meals, whatever meal it was. He loved your food. Um, he, it, it, he didn't eat a meal without saying, Mom, thank you for making this from, from the time he was little. And well, you guys know that, yeah. growing up with him. Yeah. Um, Tony had a gigantic heart, but he was um, very sensitive. But he rarely showed the sensitivity. It came out uh, in other ways, playing the football, playing the, um, the video games. Yeah, yeah. Like you, once Tony, like around four or five, when he began to be interested, in something, he became like you, fixated on it. Um, I don't know if you remember when he was little; he loved television, loved the Disney movies. Well, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Latin was his, right. He would become fixated on what he was doing, just like you did. And now I'm beginning to wonder if that had something to do with the what felt like to me it was a chaotic marriage. And I'm wondering if both of you turned more inward.
0: Because of the marriage? Because, because of... Or the environment. Everything
2: going the, the on around The environment,
1: right. It was, it was, I don't know how else to put it, it was chaotic at times. Um, the more you try to keep things on an even keel, it just seemed like something was always blowing up around us. Yeah. So I'm wondering, I'm just saying this out loud now, I'm just wondering, were you turning inward that way as a way to cope?
0: I believe yes. Probably was something we talked about earlier, one of those maladaptive strategies learning to survive inwardly if you if your mind can't um, keep you safe, then like you go to where you can be safe well let's say your out world world like your outer environment can't mm-hmm. keep you safe, then you turn to what can and you go inward, and you start to develop a world inside that can help you narrate this pain that you 're going through or something like that. this is what i 'm learning, so it's um some version of that.
1: I, I to be honest, I took that to mean when you guys, like I said, you become focused on whatever it is you're doing. I always took that as you were interested in these things and that whatever was going around wasn't really affecting you. I don't know why the hell I would have thought it wasn't really affecting you.
0: Interesting. Is it because I, I was so saying.
1: in in in
0: my head? In my... How old were you when we were that young? Oh, Jesus. Well... Yeah. Start, 23,
1: 24.
0: Start come. there. Yeah. So were, were you all... Growed up? Growed up at, up top? <laughs> no. Most likely not. Still not. So there was some of that. Yeah. And you were slugging it out to get through your days, too. So...
1: so there that give, days I wondered.
0: Give yourself some grace that way. You know, we can look back now and look at that. But honestly, yeah, most likely I was probably a little bit more introverted, and Tony, I don't know that he saw that, but he also had to start developing his own strategies, but like,
1: oh yeah, absolutely, we all do,
0: well, you always told me, like, you did tell me that story, that my kindergarten teacher said I could focus on anything, and like a bomb could go off, and there'd be times where chaos would be happening in our house, and you would find me in my room, alone, just playing, and so I learned how to kind of move away, and so I guess internally I figured out a way to, to to do that, and it was like, and I was interested in those yourself. things, but I was I maybe so much more interested in that thing than the pain that was outside of it. And I, honestly, I think that's where my imagination really stems from. I believe I have a pretty vivid fucking imagination, and, and I'm starting to actually learn to use it in a, in a positive way now, instead of this like living in this fucked up vivid imagination. Twisted fantasy of a world that I thought happened let me deconstruct that and see what was actually real That's and then use that vivid imagination for something I want to use So now I'm actually learning to use that for like this podcast and getting this production right getting these things together the business here uh, Bare knuckle strength and I am not okay and sort of and then the music that I want to work on Like there's a lot of things that are stemming out of that now but yeah, I probably built this this world inside to exist, to survive.
2: So let me ask you this. Yeah. John and Tony were somber and introverted and things like that. Was I? No. You were, in
1: reality, the polar opposite. You were the Dr. Doolittle of uh, the school. Everybody was your friend, right? You were all up in everybody's grill. Holly wanted to know everybody and know everything. Very gregarious and, and... Very different than I am in terms of personality.
2: Right. So back to like, you know, a a different episode when I said that I didn't necessarily remember and feel and have all those traumas. Yeah. Does this now make sense that they kind of stemmed in and here was
1: I, firecracker? Yeah, you didn't take
2: it. You didn't take it head on, right? Right, because I wish I I had, I did, I did. So it just it it proves to me anyway that I am correct in saying, when I don't have these memories or feelings or I just don't give a fuck, that it's real. Right, right. Okay, that's all. I just I wanted.
1: I was curious. If we had not had that conversation, I still would be saying to you, "Are you sure, Holly? Are you sure you're okay?"
2: and I'm like, "Yes." And then she's like, "Why are you getting pissy?" I'm not. I'm just trying. I'm telling you my truth. I told you. Right. <laughs> so, but anyway, go ahead. Sorry. I want I I was just curious because that um to me, I felt like you and Tony were very similar, different but similar. I know that sounds like backwards well, but
0: um i think he modeled me in some ways yeah, for sure You yeah know? Yeah,
2: yeah so it, it's just it's it's funny to now see that um because i know i was the the wild child okay i yep you were oh you take after your mother No, honey. no fear no like i was up in Ooh. your face i didn't care Yep, who are you what are you doing
0: you were out there i'm and, holly yeah
2: hi mm-hmm. so it's just it's it's funny to see that um or to hear that actually it's it's interesting isn't it
0: well i i coming full circle into my life and really wanted to understand again like what's happened in these pieces that have you know it seems like the same piece but then it's like the fragment of the corner of the same piece that you like oh shit i didn't i didn't look at that you know and then you're like i didn't see it in that light before because it wasn't broken on the floor like that and now it's laying differently and look at that it's a different perspective um most likely some form of what you just said yeah it was like a a way to kind of get through that time um whereas holly and holly same thing to get through that time but her model was like her older brother is not as much like her parents Like, she was, like, looking at us probably as much or more than you guys at that point. Can I ask you
1: a question, both of you?
0: Well, they're, like, taking care of me, so I'm good. So she was able to, like, she made this different decision of, like, I can be free. Like, I can do that. But, yeah, go ahead. Ask me a question. I wonder
1: if that's a decision or it was just a direct result of where she was behind the brick
0: wall that we were
1: were the front line. Not a
0: conscious decision, but a, like...
2: What I want to ask you? I don't feel the same things, an, so yeah, I, I get an, to be this way. An unconscious decision. Again, something that I didn't know any different. Yeah. So I'm here. Uh, my brothers are going to sit there, and they're going to be fixated on this, and, and that one's fixated on that, and I'm just going to be an asshole in the middle of the floor.
0: You I like could. The ping pong ball right. between Right, I did,
2: yeah. So I could, and I could not, I not want to say do what I want, but I could be who I I was supposed to be
0: probably had more freedom to maybe like explore your personality maybe. Yeah. Freely.
2: And I wasn't um obviously being younger I didn't I didn't remember much or or any physical abuse or anything like that, but I wouldn't get in trouble. So I'm doing what I want. I'm having fun. I think this is great. Again, um you know when mom and dad got divorced, I didn't know any different. Just like I didn't know any different when you guys were internally um, protecting yourselves from everything going on, I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. So, I and I don't, I don't mean to downplay anything that you guys went through. I just don't remember it. I don't think you're downplaying it at all. Huh? You're not. Okay. No, I just want you guys to no. like know that because I know I've said like, you know, mom has tried to talk to me about things before. Maybe you've tried to talk to me about things before, and it's she's. I know mom says sometimes like you don't, you don't care. You don't care. And I'm like, well, it's not that I don't care. I just, I don't, I don't have anything You have to... the ability to not allow it to penetrate your inner self. Well, something. and your frame
0: of reference is different.
2: Well, right. I don't, I don't, I can't bounce back and have a conversation with you. I'm more, if I'm not talking, it's me just taking it in like, shit, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. So it's not, I don't want you to think it's like, oh, well, you don't care because I'm not talking back. No. I just don't know how to have that conversation. So in my mind... When someone starts talking to me, that's probably the only time I shut up so I can listen. Mm-hmm. And some people, because I'm so outgoing and all always talking, some people take that as you don't care or you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. But it's really just that's probably the only time I'd stop talking. So you're processing. I'm processing. Okay. So just, you know, it's, it's you know, again, I know I keep saying this, but full circle because I know mom has tried to talk to me about things before, and I, I literally stopped talking. And you know, I do on the phone. And, you, and I just let you talk. I'm like, let's just let her keep going. Or you, when you call me. Sometimes, yeah. You're like, um, let me, you know, you just have to get it out. And that's probably the only thing that um, I know how to do or how to respond.
0: Is to like kind of allow me that space?
2: Correct and allow mom to, to get it out and just kind of listen. Cause I don't know the response, not that you're looking for, but maybe the response you think I know. Right. No, I'm mostly
1: just looking to vent. I do it with both of you. Don't I? Sometimes I just vent.
2: We all do. I just, you know, sometimes there are things like you maybe want to get off your chest and I'm just like listening to you on the phone, and then, you know you're not. Um, I'm not really responding, and I don't. I just want you to know that it's not me not caring; it's me like. Uh, I what didn't the hell know is she talking? I didn't know that. Well, listening didn't, and taking. Right, a date, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. So that's. I mean, that's kind of.
0: Well, that's interesting because like, not that. Not that I ever thought that you didn't care, but there were times where I was like did we fucking grow up in the same house? Like, did she, I know, like, I went through this shit. I'm not crazy. And, like, and you really had, like, no frame of reference. It wasn't like, oh, fuck, John, he's not, like, that's not the way it happened. You're just like, oh, I didn't know it happened that way. Right. So, like, I can kind of, like, taking that in right now and letting that sort of process a little bit, that that peels back a layer of, like, again, not thinking that you, you like were like, oh, you suck, John, and this isn't real, but more like, wow, like she really didn't know how much. And I guess I didn't realize how much I shielded you or allowed myself to do that for you. I don't know whatever so the like, right term it, is. It,
2: it was you and mom a lot, obviously, shielding me. And then once Tony got to age or kind of realized what was happening, because, again, I'm in... I'm in my own little world. Um he took it on then more. it was you and and Tony. Yeah. So I just and again, like because you guys all did that I'm less traumatized. So if nothing more just understand that you you've you've done good. Okay? You you've you've done something for someone else. Um, and then obviously there are things that I I do remember and I I can, um, and Tony's one of the things that kind of pulls me apart. Um, Sunday was, you know, 16 years. And usually every leading, the week leading up, I always kind of forget... Or push it or whatever. But this year was kind of hard because it um, October 5th was a year since Papa passed. And um, for those of you who don't know, I had, you know, four grandparents growing up. Three of them didn't like me. I didn't care. But one of them loved me. I was his baby. I was the baby. Um, and I don't know that you guys know this or maybe I did tell you... Um, real quick before I get into Tony, but um, the day that I got the call about um, Papa that he wasn't doing well and I was at work and I had called you and Mm -hmm. said, can you pick up the kids because I need to drive down to the shore to see him. Mm -hmm. Um, And that I got got down to work or I got to leave work and I got down to the hospital and he was in the ICU and it was still i mean not as heavy covid but it was still enough that they had times that you could go mm-hmm. um Phil actually left work early um to drive me because it was raining and I'd been sobbing all day so I get down there and the lady at the front desk is like it was 6:20 or 6:30 and visiting hours ended at 6 and I just drove two fucking hours and I was like, um, I'm going in. I, yeah. Like figure this out. Right, but I, yeah. like, I just drove two hours. Yeah. So somehow I think she called up to the nurse's station and they, this is Papa was still coherent. Um, he called me on, on the cell phone and I was like, I'm downstairs. Like, <laughs> I'm coming to see you. And he's like, okay. <laughs> he didn't, he knew it was me, but he didn't like really know what was going on. Um, so I went back in and I was like, listen, I said, Papa, tell those nurses I'm coming up. Cause I'm, I'm fucking coming. So um, I go back to the lobby or whatever, cause you can't get through without a badge I didn't care if I got arrested at that point. I was going. um, And I called the nurse's station in the ICU on my cell phone. And the lady, um, I said, look, I'm not stupid. My grandfather's going to die. And I just drove two hours. So you're going to let me up to see him now. And the lady on the phone was like, Okay, put the lobby lady on. Long story short, like, I got up there, okay? Um, He still knew who I was. He knew who Phil was. But my point of that was just to tell you that um, I was the last person to see him and talk to him um, before he passed away. And I just thought that was everybody in the family knew how I felt about Papa but to be the last one born and the last one to see him before he passed is pretty cool you know sorry Um, so that was October 5th and then Tony's anniversary this Sunday and I kind of I got up and you know started to move and then it took me a minute to really realize it was when I sat down and like thought about it and then you get all those um, memories on Facebook yep And you start going back and going back and you're just looking at the years and it's like 10 years ago, nine years ago, eight years ago. And it's 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 16 years and um, it doesn't hurt any less. And I had my breakdown and I cried um, privately because, you know, my my kids don't want to see their mom cry and it sometimes i like i said i can i can talk about it and i can smile and sometimes i can't even breathe breathe like my 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 heart is in my throat and i just can't so besides the two people at this table and obviously my children and phil um those are the two people that it it's really fucking traumatized me um mm-hmm. Tony being the first one that I can remember that I was new and close to um, is the first person that died for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know we had never had a death in our family, and I was 19, so I think that's pretty um, significant. But the fact that it had it was my brother, um, and just a little backstory. You know, Tony got held back in kindergarten. So we were in the same grade every year for all of school. Everyone thought we were twins. Um, everyone thought that, and it, it didn't bother me. Like some, I know I, I saw some siblings like, I can't stand my brother, but I never felt that way about Tony. Not that I felt that way about you, but in school, I never actually went to school with you. I know. Um, but in school it was like we would hang out together, we would eat lunch together, we would yeah. do recess together. So he was literally like my best friend. Um and to play on the on the day that Tony died, mom and John had gone. I'm not actually sure where you guys went, but you guys left to either look for him or get something or talk to somebody or you guys left because I was, I had class. I had, um, I had to go to school and I was sleeping or at least trying to, cause I got woken up at like five o'clock in the morning to the fight, you guys, your, your fight. Um, so I was trying to lay down and I'm laying there and I'm, I guess I thought I was asleep, or dreaming or something. and I I had this whole like outer body experience. I was laying in my bed, in my actual bed, in my actual clothes that I had on, and I was just like above my my body. Um, and I kind of heard someone whispering. and all I um, all I could hear, was like Holly I'm dead and I just heard whispering and I opened my eyes and it was Tony all all dreaming but it was Tony came to me in my dream to tell me that he was dead so I jumped up I looked at the clock and it was 10 30 in the morning and I was like fuck like I didn't even know how to process that. I kind of just shoved it and was like, no. So I, I, started to get ready. I got in the shower and when I was in the shower, the lights, the electricity went off and there's no window. So it was dark as shit. So I come out, you guys still weren't back. And I was like, Oh fuck. Like what's going on? Um, I've, I don't know how I realized, but I realized eventually, after I was done getting ready, that the electric bill hadn't been paid. So I got all my money together <clears throat> and I took the I, I left, so no one in the house. I left and went to the police station. i'm I'm not not the police station the oh. mu- borough, Bur- which Burrow is Hall. next to the police station. So he I went had, to the, I right, went, okay, sorry. Right. Yep. So I went to the borough to pay the electric bill. Cause I'm like, we need right. electricity. Yep. <clears throat> and I come back, not knowing that the detective was on his way to the apartment to tell us that Tony was dead or to come down to the police um, station now, I've I've told you before that my brother always had my back. He never he hated when I cried. <laughs> always had my back. So, I truly believe that he made those lights go out or something to get me out of that house so that I wouldn't be by myself when the detective came. Because I called someone's cell phone, um, I got back to the house, I go in, I see this piece of pink paper on the floor. It wasn't taped on the floor, it was just on the floor in the actual apartment. Like, it wasn't outside of the door, so I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I pick it up and I look at it and it just says, please contact so whatever detective it was and I called you or mom and I was like, we just got this pink paper. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is. And I know mom knew exactly what it was because she's like, meet us downstairs. We're right around the corner and we go, I go downstairs and like, I'm still like what the fuck, but mom knew and mom had to kind of keep it together cuz she did know but again if she started crying that would have sent me into a I don't even know so i truly believe and i don't know that i've ever told you that mom but i i know i've told john that um tony tony came to me and and told me i want to say right after he took his last breath and came to me and told me um, that he had passed away. And I asked, I don't remember who I asked, but I asked what the time of death was, and it was 1030. So my, you know, my brother had my back, and he wanted me to be the first to know And not the first one to find out by myself. Um, So I remember going to the police station, and mom's very talky. And my mom does not chat, okay? She was very chatty, and I just remember thinking, this is so weird because we're sitting in the lobby and she's just talking, oh, you know, this, this person and your grandfather. And, and I'm like, what is she talking about? Like, Tony just got arrested. Like, he's in trouble. This is, you know, shut up. So we go in, and I remember the detective saying. So I, I, this whole time, even though I subconsciously knew because he had told me, I still thought that he had vandalized something cause he was angry that morning and that he like got arrested and we were there to bail him out. Like that. I, I, I don't, I don't know why, but that's what I thought. And I'm sitting there and mom can't sit. She's pacing and you were closest to the door and he comes in and he sits down and he's uh, starts to say, you know, I'm sorry to inform you. And I just hear mom scream And I watch you cry. And I see you just sink into the corner. And I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck? I couldn't breathe. I don't remember crying. I remember being so fucking numb. That I couldn't, nothing was coming out. Everything was dried up and I was just like not ready to accept, I guess. And I want to say that, John, you left. You had to literally get out of that fucking room. And you left and not that you left us, but, you know, me and mom were in the car together and you were walking um, and mom was so scared, I think that you, something was going to happen to you
0: after that. No, that's not what happened. I, I happily fill that in.
2: Well, I mean, it was, did I leave the room
0: and come back? Is that what you mean?
2: No. Cause we,
0: I, I didn't leave without you guys that day. I was the one that drove you from the police station to Mimi and Mimi's. Okay. So it wasn't that day. I don't know if whatever it was, but do you remember that mom, me driving you guys there? No, no, you didn't leave. I didn't out of the room. See, I don't. I mean, I didn't remember leaving the room. My, let's back this up. So Holly talked about being at home and in our apartment. All of us lived together at one point in a small apartment in Lansdale, and. Holly said that we were out that morning. So I think it was a Monday morning. I think it was Columbus Day, right? We were just talking about Columbus Day because the boys were off, right? So it was a Columbus Day, and Tony and I had a paper route that we did that night. And to make a long story short, maybe we'll unpack it a little bit, but he and I had gotten into a fight the night before, and... The next morning, we went on our paper route, and I I didn't feel safe in the car with him, and I think my brain manufactured a story that he was gonna hurt me, and so I came home, and I told mom, and I said, you know, Tony is gonna, hes he hasn't said anything all night. He looks like he's gonna, like, fucking, he just wants to rip me in half, because he's not happy, and we, we didn't talk about what had happened, and, and he didn't wanna talk about it and he was really upset and angry and to the point where like, we went, I went upstairs and we locked him out of the house. And, and from that point, Holly, I think she, she told me once, she remembers looking out the window and seeing Tony walk away. And so that morning, Tony had walked away. Me and my mom were upset and we decided we were gonna to go to the courthouse to file for a PFA. Protection from abuse. For whatever reason, we we thought Tony was the one that was the loose cannon, and most likely it was probably more me, and that's where we were that morning. And we couldn't get into the courthouse because it was fucking Columbus Day. It was closed, so we drove all the way out to Norristown, found out it was closed, and came back. And by the time we had gotten back, we had gotten that call from you and. I didn't know what it meant, but mom did. We came around the corner. We picked you up. And we went to the police station. And in my mind, I thought similar to you, Holly. I was like, you know, why are we here? Like, what did he do? Like, what did he do? He got pissed off and he, like, smashed something, you know? Like, yeah. what, what happened? Like, come on, Tone. Like, let's, let's figure this thing out. And so the detective takes us into the back, and we're sitting there. And maybe the chief of police was there, too. I don't remember. But I, I think it was uh, G- Detective DeBonaventura, I believe, maybe. And he started talking. And he, what I remember is, your son is deceased. And the most blood-curdling scream I've ever heard in my motherfucking life. And I, Mom fell. You... you I remember fo- seeing you fall too and I guess we all fell and sank down in our chairs and, and whatever the fuck they said after that. I don't remember a lot of that. And it, I just kind of remember we were all so like shocked and like whatever. And then he kind of said to me, he's like, I think of all of them, you might be the one, like I would trust to like get your sh- shit together and get them home safely. And I was like, uh, okay, <laughs> you're like, that's how I'll do it. And, uh, So I got you guys in the car. I think we had that red Saturn. That's why I remember driving that thing, remember? Yep, that was it. And we would drive over to Mimi's house and and we started telling everybody and calling everybody. And it... So that was like the finding out about, you know, Tony taking his own life. And for me, I just Sometimes I don't know what to do with it Even still And uh And so that sent me down the path Of really wanting to understand Not why he did what he did But why would he do that And uh and so that's part of why we're here today. We're talking about why he might have done that, we we don't really know. Uh, we did, there was one time, before he passed away, he got so angry, he wrote a note and mom found it once and she told me about it. She said, I found a note that your brother wrote that was meant to be a suicide note, John. Like, what the fuck? And. And I was just like, no, I mean, no, that's not Tony. That's not, no, he's, no. And my brain wouldn't let me go there. And so, yeah, there are these moments. When we unpacked them, I felt very guilty. Guilty for shutting the door. Guilty for not, like, learning to talk to him. Guilty for not being there when he needed me. And, uh... And so, you know... Hopefully we'll edit this pretty good so you guys won't have to sit here through this whole fucking shit, but, uh... These are those moments for us that are so fucking raw that a lot of people, they don't talk about, they push away, and they act like they don't exist or they just, they're so overwhelmed that they don't know what to do. And as hard as this is right now, I'm not gonna walk away from that. From that responsibility, I believe I have to at least understand my part in this so that we as a family don't perpetuate this. And maybe you at home, you learn something from this. Maybe you learn before you make a decision that you can't take back. Thank you for making it this far in our show. If you're feeling overwhelmed, that's okay. Just know that you're not alone, that we're here with you, and then we're going to work through this together. If you need some help or assistance, dial 988, or head over to our website, www.iamnotok.com. www.iamnotok.com dot com for a space where you can breathe. And if you want to send us an email and let us know how you're doing, we can get back to you as soon as we can and make sure that you're on the right path. Now back to the show.
2: I think that's the hardest part of all this to give John a break. Um, Cause I've felt like that too is um, just to know that you can't take it back. And, while I think Tony was angry that day, I don't, I didn't at that point think that he wanted to harm himself or he would permanently be out, not physically here in our lives. Um, It took me six years to even be able to say his name without crying. Um, And I, I, I was at work and I, and I had a, one of my coworkers, um, asked me to go see a medium because I had been in therapy and it wasn't really working. And I was still like, so I couldn't talk about him. I couldn't even come near October without breaking down and, and just falling into myself and, She's like, I just, it might help you, it might not, but like, try it. So for Christmas that year, that's what she got me. She got me um, a session, I guess you want to call it, with a medium. Um, And I'm not a very spiritual person. I know there's, you know, I believe what I believe and we don't need to get into that. But I was very skeptical and I thought it was very... um, these people just like Google your name and find out all the shit that happens to you and it's not, you know, you know what I mean? Like I I, just, I didn't know what to believe. So I, I agreed to do it. So she picked me up. We went to this woman's house somewhere in Pennsylvania and the lady, I walked in. Now she, all, she didn't, I don't even know that she knew my first name. Maybe she, that's all she knew was my first name. She didn't know my last name. She didn't know who was the person that I lost and I walked in and she's like, who is this, this Joseph? And I'm like, the fuck is she talking about? Like who, who, who's Joseph to you? And I'm like, no one. Cause again, I can't even say his first name. I can't say any of his, part of his name. So she starts, you know, we sit down and I'm like, still, I'm very skeptical. I'm nervous. I'm like sweating. I'm like, this is like, now to put it into perspective, our grandmother had just passed away like the month before, two months before, also in October, hate this month. Um, and this, this woman, I, I'm there for, for one sole purpose. I want to know if my brother is going to come to me however and this woman keeps interrupting it the mediums like this lady just keeps coming and, and who and i'm like not thinking about it because i didn't have a great relationship with my grandmother so this woman keeps coming and she's like she's saying her name's ann who's ann i'm like i don't know an ann Again, I'm sitting, I'm like, who are I'm like, this lady's quacked, right? I don't know these people's names. I don't know who's trying to come to me or anything. So it takes me a minute, and she said, This this woman Anne keeps coming and she she wants you to know that she's sorry. She's sorry for how she treated you growing up and all these things. And I'm like, Okay, well, I I, like I want my brother. I don't I don't want this and woman. So we're going through and it dawns on me that I was so skeptical and I was so not believing the process that Tony knew that I wouldn't believe it. So he used his middle name. And he showed up as this Joseph person. And that Graham, whose middle name was Ann, showed up as this Anne woman. Because anybody can be named Tony. Not a lot of Leelas, but... I needed proof that I knew these people. So Joseph ended up being Tony. And she said... "Um, you know, he's, he's here. I feel his spirit, but you know, this, this woman just wanted to tell you she's sorry. And I just, I brushed that aside because I just, I needed to know that my brother knew because I felt a lot of guilt too that day and after. Um, so I think, you know, we both had, had guilt. Um, She I she said, you know, do you do you wanna do you wanna ask? Just say if you want to ask him something. Like, is there anything that you need to know? And I'm like, Well, he can't hear me. And she's like, Yeah, he can. He always hears you. And and I said, Well, I just, you know, I need to know that he's okay. And that he's happy. Because he wasn't and if he's okay and he's happy, then I'm okay because he's not hurting. Him. And she said that um, one of the things that he told her earlier in the day, because he started pestering this woman early on in the day, way before I even got there, that I need you to tell Holly that I'm okay and I'm happy. And as soon as I took my last breath, my soul left my body and I just felt free and I wasn't in pain and nothing hurt and that he's with his his cousin and they're having fun and Gigi and Gigi. So... And they had all died relatively soon after Tony. So it, the more and more I listened to this lady and, you know, she said, I've always, um, just to put this into perspective, I've always loved change. Okay. Right.
0: Like coins, you
2: mean? Coins.
0: Right. Because like most people hate change.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Most people hate change. And I love it. I love change. I've always loved change. That's interesting. And she had... um, Said, you know, he's not here physically. He's not, you know, um, but he's happy and he's doing okay, and and he's with family and he's with, you know, the people that make him happy and you know his a lot of his friends. I know have unfortunately yeah. So I kind of took the deepest breath that I took that I had taken in about six years. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I I was crying. I was. You know, a hot mess. And she said, Anytime that you look down or you look around and you see coins on the ground, because, you know, people hate change, they fucking throw it. Just know that Tony's there. He's telling you he's here and he's got you. I said, Okay. So anytime I will fucking. I don't care how stupid I look. If there's change on the ground, I pick it up. And I hold on to it. <laughs> and, you know, I, I literally mean that my brother had my back. Um, and it. after that point, I didn't go to therapy anymore. I don't think I shared it with you right away that I went and saw a medium. I don't think I even told mom.
0: No, I found out later. That was, <sighs> was okay. Like,
2: Because... At that point, when she... I felt... I truly felt that in some capacity, he was there and he was... Because that was the one holdup that I couldn't get past, that I couldn't um, accept, was that I didn't know if he was okay. I didn't know if he regretted doing what he did. Um... And most of all, I just needed to know if he was happy. And if he was happy, then somehow I was going to pick myself up up off the ground and live because my brother is happy. And that that was like the turning point for me. Was knowing that he was okay. And he didn't feel any more pain. And I just, not saying that I, oop, oh, okay, I'm, I'm good. No. It doesn't no. hurt. no. But no, no. it literally turned a point in my life where from that point on, I was sometimes able to say his name and then the next year I was able to talk about him a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more without completely breaking down every time October came, April came, or anybody said his name. So it was probably the only thing that I don't want to say saved me but helped me breathe again honestly so it I'm not saying it's for everybody it wasn't for me I didn't I thought it was a crock of shit to be honest with you um but it was one of those things like so it some things help people, and some other things help other people, and that was just one of the things that helped me um, kind of realize. I mean, it's when someone's taking from you in such a tragic way, even they did it, someone else did it. There's zero closure. There's no more answered questions. There's guilt uh. beyond, and I can tell you that mom has felt more guilt than all of us. Yes. Um so I I lost my brother and you lost your brother and and together he was our best friend. But mom lost a child. Uh. And I can't even fucking imagine. Mm-hmm. And I cannot I I, I just, she amazed me every day as she fucking got up. And kept it the fuck together and got a shower. You know, like she went to work like a fucking week after. I know. Because in her mind, she had to be strong and she had to had two other kids. She had zero time to grieve, to breathe, to do anything. Um... And I think, not being a mother at that point, I didn't realize. How could you? And I feel like I wasn't there enough for you afterwards, because I did, I, I bolted. We
1: all did, whether we physically bolted.
0: Or oh yeah, or emotionally or, or just.
2: Emotionally. we emotionally,
1: we distanced ourselves, we tried to talk in the beginning. Um going to Joan counseling. You Joan oh, and I remember.
2: I love Joan. Yeah. Sorry. I forgot all about that. All right, you forgot about Joan? I well, I forgot that we all went. Yes, we and then went we to all counseling. went separately. Okay.
1: And and we had to go our separate ways because all we were doing was it felt like hurting each other all the time. We were stuck we, in those old ways. Right. We didn't know how to even talk to each other it was
0: <sighs> yeah, it was awful. I mean, we,
2: yeah, we were all hurting, we were all a hot mess. We didn't know anything, anything could set us off. Mom, what do you want for dinner? I, I don't fucking care, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just and we, we were, we were all hurting each other because it was and it wasn't intentional, right? Uh. It was just what it was, but we were all so broken. At that point, that it we didn't care not about each other, but we didn't care like what the fuck was going on because our entire world just fucking shattered. That's right, it did. And it just we were barely surviving. So we all like I left, you know, everyone kind of did their own thing and had, you know, and That was probably the only point that I had in life that I wanted to be away from everybody and everything. I don't blame you. You felt the same way?
0: Well, I understood that she wanted to be away and needed her space. I didn't, like, at 25, after just losing Tony... I wasn't super, like, like I was just, like, dealing with my own stuff. So it was, like, bing, Holly's over there. Okay, great, whatever. Like, she's fine. She's taken care of. It. Whatever. I'm doing my thing. And so she, like, it was just, to me, like, her process took her where it took her. And mine took me where it, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't, at that point, I wasn't Big Brother John or anything like that. All that shit had gotten blown up. I was just, like, a motherfucker that hurt as bad as my sister did. And I didn't know how to be anything more to her than that dude and so like I think that's where that process for me started um like I yeah like we were we were hurting each other for so and and for me that's where because I'm I've said this a lot and I, I'll i come back to it but I'm big on like even if it's conscious or an unconscious like we make decisions and then from those decisions comes like actions or actions we take or actions we don't take results we want or don't want based off the decision we made. And for me, I started to get, I was like, I was on antidepressants at the time. Remember I was taking effects or I was, um, not in the best frame of mind. I wasn't being physical anymore. So like I had played football in high school, but for like four or five years I wasn't going to the gym really. I wasn't like taking care of myself in the same way. And, People in general need to exercise and use their bodies, but in particular, I would say like young kind of like testosterone filled young dudes it's a good outlet to start like understanding your emotional selves when you're exercising and those feelings that you're feeling, like you really need to like get a hold on them because they'll manifest in ways that are not healthy and good it can come out in your relationship with your kid with your significant other whatever and that so all of that like i saw all of that exploding that first week or two and you know to her credit katie came and she's like john i'm so worried about you like i really want you to go to a a counselor or something like that. And I was like, yeah, fine, what the fuck else do I have to lose? Like, I was in such a rage about everything and I was like, yeah, sure, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna stop taking this medication. I'm gonna fucking feel everything. I'm gonna do the complete opposite of fucking everything I know growing up because if that doesn't work, then at least I know I can end my life like my brother and I won't be in pain too. Cause that's how I felt. And it's not, I wanted to join him that day. I wanted to fucking go down that route, but I also was like, damn it, like, not the competitive, Tony would always be like, you're fucking so competitive with me, fucking whatever. You always gotta one up me, whatever. Well, okay, then maybe this is my like, motherfucker, I'm gonna find whatever the ways are that I can live. And if I can't, cause I will, there, at the time I think there were seven billion people, in my mind, I was like, I will knock on everybody's fucking door and ask them for help until they fucking tell me they can't. And then, then I'll know. And I haven't done that yet and I haven't got to seven billion doors, but I'm willing to knock on all those motherfuckers because I wanted to know something differently. And so for me, I made a decision when Katie came to me and I was like, yep, sure. I'll go to fucking therapy. I'll stop doing this. I will go the complete opposite route because I don't know any better. And I don't know any other way because otherwise I'm dead. And I, I knew it. I felt it. I meant it. And everybody fucking knew it around me. All of you. So when I started speaking that way, which I had never done, people were like, what the fuck? And so, yeah, I got myself, uh, went to counseling. Joan, she, I think if I remember, I went at least twice a week for the first year. <laughs> at least twice a week, maybe three times <laughs> And then for at least two or three four years, it was always at least once a week. So for like three fucking years, week after week, at thousands of motherfucking hours of like raging and talking and shit like this and not understanding and all these feelings bubbling up and just throwing it out on the wall. And then Joan giving me the space to be like, okay, let's make sense of that. Let's see if we can. And that helped get me to the point where I could, like, go get a job again, right? Be some kind of normal in society. So I I started working at Town & Country, driving auto parts, right? Remember, it was, like, after that. I think I got that within the first, because it was January when I started. Tony was October. So it was, like, three months, and I had had Joan for, like, two. So it took Joan two months of just chipping away at shit to kind of get me to the point of, coherent and i was able to go work some semblance of a job but like still super angry so disconnected not understanding anything you know and um i just remember really being really upset angry but also so like i'm just throwing everything i can the other way fuck it so that's the way i went Mom, talk to us a little bit. You've been more quiet. What were your memories of the day we lost Tony in the the aftermath?
1: Well, Like Holly said, I know exactly what that note meant. But it meant a hell of a lot more. Just a note shoved under the door and I'll talk about that at some other time. I knew we lost Tony at that point and I don't know how
0: was it because you grew up in an environment with police officers or it was just a feeling and beyond that
2: was it a motherly intuition mm. or was it the, the pink it was everything. slip it was
1: everything It okay.
2: just. it was everything that day
1: <clears throat> I remember you called your dad yeah I heard him on the phone, yelling. And he told you he couldn't be bothered. We wanted him to come help look for Tony.
0: He did not say he could not be bothered. What did he say? We called him to tell him Tony was, we thought, in a bad way. And and he didn't come over and wanna like talk to him and sit down with him. He said something to the effect of like, yeah, maybe like let let it play itself out. Well, it did, it, it played itself out. And uh, that's not his fault, that's just what he said and that was his way of dealing with it. And at some point maybe he'll unpack that and have to kind of get right with how he showed up that day, you know? Um, I think like after it had happened we called him too to come and then he was like I no I can't and maybe he was feeling like I can't believe I said that and now he's not here and I how can I show my face around all of you people and at that moment at the very least we he did he did come but he he didn't want to he, he didn't want to be around everybody and and so I don't know what you know dad's demons are what he's fighting or what he had to go through and quite frankly. I, Me, personally, maybe you guys know, but I'd love to sit down and have that conversation, a true one, to like really dig and open up that and like, what'd you think that day, man? And all that. And maybe we'll have that. And maybe us doing this and putting it out into the world, it gets to that point because these are the conversations, me and him, you and him, you and him, all of us, that would benefit the world to see, but that's not for today. And uh, so we don't have to go there. But other uh, That was, like, really an aha, like, uh, to see that, like, we, I've heard of stories and places and people that, like, somebody died and there was somebody that was in a bad way with them and the family won't let them come see or whatever and we didn't do that we didn't shut all that out we didn't shut things down and we did not not want to like allow people to be around or whatever you know and I, so i think that's important to remember is that like for as fucked up as we kind of were in the moments and the things that we did that weren't savory or the best i can look back and say like Like, I didn't keep people away from, like, mourning Tony that way, and in our own ways, like, we're starting to learn how to do it ourselves. You know, we we had the thing with his ashes, you know, remember that, like, your dad wanted some of his ashes, Poppy, and so did everybody else, and we were kind of very protective of them, and we kept them, and ultimately, you know, made sure that they were put in a place that we all believed were best that Tony would have wanted, which I'm not sure everybody else would have. Paul you know? had
1: some of his
2: ashes. I know.
0: Okay. I know you said that.
2: I freaked out. I freaked out when, when you I found, found out, out. Yeah,
0: I was not happy either.
2: I, I mean, I kind of tried to keep a level head and, and be calm because of how angry you were and how upset that mom was like
0: I would have killed him if I saw him that's how upset I was right like, you guys I, kept me away from him I was not in the right place to be around him
2: right and I just I don't I didn't want to so this is me not wanting to rock anybody's boat I kind of was just like yes sir no sir yes right, ma'am right. no ma'am whatever you needed I kind of pushed my own self aside but when I heard that it was even a thought that we were separating ashes. I fucking blew up.
0: Yeah. You lost
2: your and stack. The only person that got any, and it was because I didn't even know at that point, was Poppy. Yeah. And I'm, I'm still pissed about it. But I think it was five years you guys went for mm, ten. Yes. So... And I remember this day vividly because you and mom wanted to, on his five-year anniversary, take his ashes down to Wildwood, which is where we had a lot of memories growing up. Summer's fun, right? And then Tony could kind of eventually be everywhere in the world, which he still is to me to this day. He's always everywhere. Yes. But I woke up that morning like throwing up yeah i couldn't i was so violently sick and it was because i well i was sick but i wasn't mentally ready yeah remember i told you earlier it was you know six years before i could even like breathe i i i couldn't do it i could not physically go and do that um do i regret it now yeah i do 'Cause I wish I could have been a part of that, but I mentally was not ready. I Are couldn't... you
0: mad at us that we did?
2: No. I'm not mad that you guys did it. Okay. If anything, it,
0: it... do you think that it was okay and maybe what should have been done and the right thing absolutely. for him? Yeah, for yeah, him.
2: Yeah. yeah, for for him, absolutely. But I think it helped you guys, you and mom. I mean, yeah, sure. Um, to either just be together, or do that for your own
0: Remember, she was sick at the time too with her bow thing. She could barely fucking walk. I had to like walk her out to the beach. She was, and then like I think by the next year, that was when she had her surgeries and stuff. Remember, so she was those things were starting to crop up. Yeah. So she was sick too.
2: Yeah, I, I just remember
1: that day. How brutal it wasn't
0: I do. It was awful. And, oh. it was a shitty fucking day.
2: So I think the first time, like I actually even went there was John showed me. Like I'd been Did down. Did I take
0: you or I gave you a map? I think you were there, I was you there the one there. time, yeah
2: think, right? uh, I remember, yeah, yep, you were there, yep, and then since then, I've been able to kind of go on my own, like last year we went to wild last year we went to Wildwood and on my birthday, and all I wanted for my birthday was pictures on the beach mm-hmm. at the not at the beach line, but just, but that was. Took me 15 years to get to that point. So I don't think I would have ever been able to. Um, and we all kind of have our own timelines, right? Like, oh, absolutely. I think that's important to remember and to let other people know that just because he was my brother and he was your brother and he was your son, that, you know, you have this amount of time and you should be good from that point on. Um, like I said, it was a couple of days ago and I still cried and it's been 16 years. Now did I cry for a long extended period of time? No. Did I lay in bed all day? I didn't. Was I quiet and introverted that day? I was. I kind of shut down and it took Phil a minute to realize like what what's going on with you? And I didn't even have to I didn't even say anything and he just was like and he kind of took the reins of everything that day getting the boys' baths, doing all the things that I typically would normally do. It took him a moment to turn that switch and, and be like, got it. Yeah. Cause I just I wasn't talking, I wasn't so it's it's still stings to this day. I mean, there have been years that I've couldn't I didn't get out of bed. I didn't answer a phone. Except to call my mom and tell her, I'm sorry, I love you, like, and that sucks.
0: For the first 10 years, it felt like the long night in Game of Thrones, like, the fucking, like, White Walkers were everywhere, and fucking the Night King was out there, and it was just total fucking darkness, and every everywhere I could turn, like... I'm gonna die because like, this is how it feels. It feels so dark and, and, and anger and I don't know what to do with it. And fuck, as soon as like October is here, then it's like this like month of whole darkness. And then it takes me two or three months to shed that. And then by the time I turn around again, fuck, there it is, it's right on the horizon. How the fuck can I ever get away from this darkness? And that's what it felt like for at least the ten, first 10 years. Um,
2: well, yeah, we have October is right? the anniversary of his death. And then his six months later is his, April.
0: Right. So that's it's a big, huge, like, because it takes, it, it used to take, I say, three, four months for it, which wasn't like on my mind, you know, because like,
2: right.
0: I, 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 yeah. The two months leading up to October it's, October, it's October, it's October. Two months after October, it was October, it was October. His birthday, his birthday. You know, it's like these like running fucking like, like, waves minions in your it. head that are like, ding, 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 ding. Like, hey, remember, motherfucker. And uh, yeah.
2: It was yeah, it didn't and now it's like the week before a couple of days before a couple of days after and now with um I mean majority of the people that we've lost, we've lost in October. Oh, uh, I know. So October sucks. It's like it's challenging. I I I don't like the month of October.
0: So you still see it as it sucks. I don't see it as as dark uh, and I've been able to mentally reframe it a little bit it's still I feel things last year in particular I felt some stuff I was supposed to have an event here at my gym that didn't really go the way I guess I had intended or planned or thought it might in my head and my reaction yeah Yeah. it was last year and my reaction was less than savory and it you know cost me some relationships and it but it also opened my eyes to what was really important and why did i get so upset but also like feel like i had to make such a big deal out of that day and i for me i think like i want to make sure that october 8th is now not something that we just hate like it might not ever be something we love we don't have to hate it and it can be something i don't something, hate it yeah. i just
2: for me it's still It sucks That
0: Fucking let it suck I don't want to take that away Or whatever Like you know Like Feel the things But also like I believe like us Talking about these things Here in October now The start of this podcast Even though this might be Years from now This motherfucker Started in October 16 years after Losing him And so like That
2: That Listen I've thought of ways To Kind of make October less shitty Right and then last year happened when we lost Papa, and it kind of just hit me all over again. So that's why I think I'm kind of back at that. Mm-hmm. This kind of sucks again for me.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, not that Papa wasn't a big part of you, but I think you had a little more trauma with him, too.
0: Whoa. And Graham,
2: and, and you know what I mean? Like Our that, story's different. Right, right. So it sucked all over again for me. I was getting to a good point. I even... Yeah. Phil and I were going to get married in October just to make it suck less yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, and then Papa passed. So I, I'm not. I, I'm I'm at the sucky spot again, but I'm not at the dark, shitty spot. You know what I mean? Like I'm. That's a win. Getting through. Yeah. Right. Um. But I'm not. I I needed a little bit. I need a little more time for it. And I'm not saying you're pressuring anything, but it sucks for me. That and that's okay. So and but you. then you know, I I know um, Jimmy's at the end of the month. Yeah. And that's really hard on you. That's like, extremely hard on me. Almost like another brother. Okay. Um, yeah. It sucks for me, but it's not as difficult. I don't think. I love Jimmy dearly. Of course. We have a lot of, of great memories. Of he was so fucking funny. And he loved. You. <laughs> But I think that one hits you harder than maybe Papa hits you and Papa hits me real fucking bad. But then I also have to, like mom, put on a fucking face and go trick or treating with my kids. So like I have my my crap in the beginning of October and it makes me feel drained and everything's heavy and everything just blows and I think you're like on both sides of October. Like it, it hits you in the beginning and then you're like, all right. And cause you're at a point now where it's like, okay, all right. And then you get to the end of the month and it hits you again. And you're like, I have to put on a face and, and, and be happy that I have to go walk around and fucking get candy with my kids. Um, so I think I have to like hurry it up a little bit. Um, so I let it suck a little bit more in the beginning.
0: If that's where you're at, that's where you're at. Right, I can't right. take that away and just kind of rock and roll with that. Yeah, for me, I it did it, it felt that heavy for ten years, and I I just got to the point where I was like, can it feel a little less heavy, right? And so like absolutely, I how, think that it can. How, and yeah, um, and for for me in my experience, it is um, acknowledging the pain of it acknowledging that the beginning and the end of the month are going to be challenging, knowing that like, you know, the 8th and the 30th, losing Tony, losing Jimmy within a year on those days, you know, what the fuck, man? Like that's like.
2: I want to ask mom a question. Please ask mom a question. Go Um, ahead. Is it as, is October still as heavy for you as it was the first year? Yes. Do you cry? Yes. Every year? Yes. See, I don't think it'll lessen for her because that was her child, you know?
0: It's not lessened for me. I'm just not allowing it to pull me into the darkness the same way. I'm not saying mom is. I'm just, you know. Yeah,
2: I think the leading up and the aftermath, I think I've I've noticed changes in mom. She's not as... Yeah, no, it's... Reactive would be the word. Right. I know on the actual day, we're all just, yeah, like, we, we don't we even still, say words to each other. We don't have We to. just send emojis, and that's it on the day. Like, we don't, hey, I love you. I'm thinking about you because we're just not that family. We're not the fake, like, yeah, if you need anything, because in all reality, like, we We, we need, all
1: know there's nothing we can do but get through it another so year. So we
2: just send each other emojis, and. Well, we acknowledge it, right? <sighs> Of course, we acknowledge. <laughs> but, but that's what I mean.
0: We're, yeah. We just we acknowledge that it's the day and it's painful. And that it, yeah. And that I it just sucks. think
2: it's really just funny that we send, we each, send other, each other. emojis. Yeah, because it's like little
0: buffalos and
2: turds and. Yeah. <laughs> but that's so us. I know, but it just—it's so Tony, is what it is.
1: Yes, it's definitely Tony.
0: Well, then he was part of our tribe. He's our people. He's our. You Tony know, could make you laugh in three Brooke, words or right? less, Wasn't right? that his uh, his his name, his his surname, Babbling Brook, the kid? You know, he he could talk to. He was a talker, could talk to anybody as well. And even though he's an introverted like me, but he could like when he knew you. Oh my God! Like you, you'd be like Bear, shut up, bro! Like just because he, he was, he was the, he a was teddy the guy bear. that like. Wh- and what I've learned. And I still want to, like, like as I've reconnected with some of Tony's friends that are still here, apparently he was the kid that made them all feel comfortable in their own skin.
1: I believe that 100%. Like,
0: I, I can't tell you how many people have been like, he would always just, like, crack jokes to make me feel comfortable, because, like, i feel sad or some shit, and he'd be like, nope, we're not doing that today, and so we're going to do this. And, oh, man, to hear stuff like that, that, like...
2: I think he's impacted a lot more people than even... I mean, and I knew a lot of his friends because we were all the same age. And even though we didn't graduate from the same high school, I still knew all of those people. Right. Um, But I don't even think I knew the extent of how much he helped kids while he was here. Just fucking, like, everything was so light to him. Everything was funny, and he always had a fucking joke so for it to end in such a heavy, dark way for him just was awful because he was a very, yeah, he was a fucking ray of sunshine and he just, everything was funny. He, he cracked a joke. Like he could literally stop people talking when he was in walking into a room. His impersonations. (laughs) Yeah. And then you knew it got, everything was about to get a little bit better because he was here. Everyone wanted him at their parties, and you know but that
0: having just that side of it and hearing that lets me know, like, it's like the the comedian that makes everybody else laugh, but like in the darkness and the sadness, they're like the clown that's crying themselves to sleep. And
2: he had a lot of demons that I didn't, I, I
0: didn't, either, I didn't know. You know, I hear one like, and one of his friends that unfortunately also took his own life, Daryl. Before Daryl passed away, he told me one time, and it was within the year or two after Tony and before Daryl had taken his own life, he said something like, when we were at graduation, Tony, Tony told me when, when I, we were going to graduation, he wanted to walk up on stage and blow his head off right in front of everybody. And I'm sorry you had to hear that, Mom. And uh, It's not something I've talked about a lot but apparently he like had that side of him and I didn't know that until after he was gone. I didn't hear that story. I didn't, maybe I didn't want to know. I don't know. I, you know, I was 24, 25 and still like not very conscious and not awake. And quite frankly, turning into my dad, turning into the environment that I was turning into an abusive bully. You know, I, when I was younger, I was strong and I was able to like, you know, make sure everybody was safe and whatever. But in reality, it was just like this front. And then eventually I started using that to get what I needed. And it was like that strongness and whatever, I just turned it into bullying. And Tony, Tony was like, no motherfucker, you're not bullying me, you know? And that was a big part of our fight that day before he did what he did and You know, like I was pissed off at him for something. I think I threw a newspaper at him and he came over and he's like shoving me and we like threw a punch at me. I threw a punch at him. I'm the one that ended up on the ground. He walked the fuck away. And it's not that he punched me and knocked me out. I fucking slipped. But then he ended up right on top of me and he's like, don't fucking do it or I'm going to punch your face out. And I was like, and I stopped because I knew he won. And then he walked away from me. And then like less than a week later to be at his service with bruises on my body literally looking at bruises that he gave me after a fight that like I got into with him those are the things and the moments that like I can't take back and I can't undo but for fuck's sake I have to get better moving forward and so one yeah sure admitting I was a bully I was that saying it is one thing it's the actions for me downstream. And Holly, you said something in a an episode we we did recently where you said like, I, "I, John, I'm seeing you evolve." So for for you to say that to me, like that's how I know that this I'm doing something we'll say correct, and I'm moving in a space that's like, I'm still John, I'm still your big brother, but I'm not like the same the software has changed. My, my software is upgraded, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm this 2.0 John or 2.1 John, I don't know, but it, it's not the <laughs> same, same operating system and I, I've been really working on making sure that I'm not doing what was done to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, it's,
2: I mean, I've seen it come a long way and there's one thing that I can, it kind of hurts to say, um, but I was never afraid of you. You never like charged at me, you never tried to hurt me physically or anything like that, and you know how I feel about Tony, but leading up to his death, he was very angry, and there were times that he would hit me. He would pick me up and threw me against a door frame. I had a bruise all the way down my back. Tony, I couldn't walk it was I was scared of him. I loved him. Whoa. But I was was scared. And that's why I would find other places to stay, sleep at my friend's house or whatever. How long before? Maybe a Month? month. Okay. Maybe a month. He couldn't find something. I was home with him. You were at work or something. Mom was at work. He couldn't find something that he needed. Yeah. And he started like... Flipping mom's furniture just to find he was it, angry, right? Um, and I called mom, and I'm like, and she's like, I, I, I'm not sure where it is. Like, wait till I get right, home. Right, and I'm like, Tony, like, we can't find it. Like, relax. And it was in H nine. So he came charging because my room is in the back. He came fucking charging at me and picked me up and literally threw me against the door frame. Wow! And I ran out of the house over to Megan's. Okay. And I called mom and was and she was like so for I, I was I was scared of him, but then, then he would come back and be like, I'm sorry. So it kind of made me feel like I was in an abusive relationship. Whoa. Where they hurt you and then they say they're sorry, they'll never do it again, and then they do it again, sort of thing. Yeah. Um I love him as much. Then I knew at that point is when I knew he was he was hurting, or an angry person and needed help. That was like my eye-opening moment.
0: But you didn't know what he needed. And at I had 19, no idea. It was like yeah, I hey, was dude, fucking like, right. yeah.
2: I had no idea. Um, yeah. I didn't. I wasn't mad at him. I was just I was the easy target for him. I think, and he's always had my back. So I think him physically hurting me and then feeling bad about it like almost immediately was pretty eye-opening um but yeah i was scared of him and i never i was never scared of you because i never felt that and i was never scared of him up until that point
0: but yeah he would do you remember the one time i came after you you were like giving mom some bullshit and like talking back to her and I like ran in and got in between you two. Cause I think I was pissed that you were like talking such shit to her. And I think it was like you were just being a bratty teenage girl, and I was just like, shut the fuck up, Holly. Like you're not listening to mom. Like, and I came in, I got in between you, and then fucking Tony came behind, and he got me. He's like, Get the fuck out of the room, like leave them two alone. And I was like, get the fuck off me, bro. Like, you go over there. But like me, he he like was very protective of you. I was protective of mom. There was like this weird dynamic, and then it like it dissipated. There was nothing like that came out of it, but like, we kind of like, it was interesting. I just wondered if you remember that.
2: Um, I don't, but I do remember if anything, anyone were to raise their voice at me, he was very much like, like up, right? right. Like, all right, motherfucker. Like, let's go He's rolling up his sleeves. Yeah. So I like, and I always felt safe around him, but for that like month, I was scared. Um,
0: wow, I didn't know that. Didn't and that was, that um,
2: remember when he he got so mad he punched through the fucking uh, um, the glass? Oh, safety fucking the glass? Safety glass, not even
0: regular glass, like fucking like. That
2: was the they week they
0: told us he couldn't do that. Correct, and somehow did.
2: It was the week after. I'm sorry, that was the week after he had. So like it was. Progressing where he was but you guys didn't know it because I was just and I had to go to work that night. Mm. I was working at AC Moo. Um, so I just went to work like yep whatever, but I I had my fucking entire back was a bruise. Um and then you know, he's like, I'm sorry, and I'm like, Okay, like
0: oh right. I love you. Mm
2: -hmm. Um because I didn't, I knew it wasn't him and I knew he wouldn't, because he's always been like that person that's like, you're not going to fuck with my sister, right? Anybody had anything to say about me, he was in their face.
0: I wonder if he was in those early throes of like, even though he was protective like I was of you two, then eventually letting it turn because he didn't know what to do with it. Something <laughs> along that line of like, and that was coming out. Maybe he hated that too about himself.
2: So. I'm sure he did because know. of all the people in the world. He's never been mean. He doesn't yell at me. He doesn't um
0: So to then turn it on you.
2: So then to turn on me, it was just like something's not like his fucking his something his, changed. His, right. Yep. So and that's why I probably never really talked about it or brought it up because I didn't want anyone to see him in that light yeah, or I know, know I understand. like that. Right, right. I was the person he always protected. So for him to hurt me that bad was I didn't want anyone to look at him negatively, you know, because he's done a lot of good for a lot of people. And that, but that was the point for me that I knew that he was not okay. Yeah. And it just, um, I know the day before mom had taken us to the um, grocery store and he like wanted something like real bad. And like, unfortunately we couldn't afford everything. Right. And mom just like couldn't get it, and he just like got really fucking angry and started like yelling. I'm like, yo, shut the fuck up! Like we're in the middle <laughs> of a store. Stop! Like you're not tiny.
0: Right. Like you yelling right. is not. You make not, a big noise. Yeah. Like
2: calm down. Like I'll just wait, wait till I work, and I'll, I'll, I'll fucking buy you the cereal or what? I, I think it was cereal that he wanted or something.
0: Hmm and he was getting in shape at that point so he's really like it was He was focused nutrition. on nutrition it right. was some his outlet mm, that makes and it was he couldn't have it
2: oh man yeah so it was yeah and it was it was i mean it's heart-wrenching for mom to be like i'm sorry like I right can't. of course um and I, at that point i was working two jobs yeah i worked at ac more and at bennegan's because i wasn't i took a i took I didn't take off of school until after Tony, but um, I wasn't really doing anything. But I was trying to help her, you know, because yeah. she always sacrificed for us. So right, here I right, am. right, right. So I'm like, just fucking relax. Like I'll get it for you. Just, right, right. I work the next day or whatever, whatever it was. But I just remember him getting like, I'm like, yo.
0: But do you even just take the big picture view of like you were in a position saying to your older brother, relax, I'll go to work and buy you stuff, like. That's not normal.
2: Well, neither was me having my license and I'm driving my older brother around. No. So like there's like, but like I want you to like
0: talk about the situation and then like leave it there for a second and like step out of your body and look at it too. Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes when we look at it that way, like, holy shit, it seems normal to us. But, but, it, it's, but not. it's
2: not. Well, I mean, there was a lot of things that weren't... I'm just giving examples Yeah, of yeah. No, that, that was just, leading up to it that were like eye-opening now, but not then.
0: Right? Exactly. But even just what you just told me, like, I'm going to have this big moment on this fucking video where it's like, holy shit. Like, I didn't know he was that way to you at the end. Mm-hmm. And I... In a lot of ways, he probably like <sighs> makes me feel even guiltier that like uh, fucking he's still following that that like anger and didn't know how to to get out of that. And I think that's a big part of my drive still.
2: But he he wasn't a. I don't think he was as angry as.
0: No, <gasps> I, I know what you're saying, but like it was coming out manifesting. <laughs> It was absolutely,
2: absolutely manifesting, but it had to... It was briefer. Prior. Yeah. It took him a lot to get to that point.
0: Yeah.
1: Hit a long queue. Right, right, right. Hit a long queue. it was go. very
0: short, I know. Yes, yes. Exactly. Correct.
2: His, for whatever reason, was like... And I'm like, who... Like, where, I remember where, where, looking where? at him and being like, who are you? Hmm. Where the fuck is my brother? Like, what do you need? Now, I because I didn't play football and do all those things and extra, like I was good in school. I got good grades. I knew things. Right. 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 So for me and I, you know, again, looking back on it now, I'm trying to help him because I have a job. He wants a job because he wants the money. Right, so I'm trying. Right. So yeah, it sucks. Like asking your baby sister, like what do I do? Well, you need your social security card. You need your birth certificate. This is what you, you know, and like, right. I didn't know a lot, but I knew enough. That stuff. Um, so I guess it kind of looked like I was mothering him. But I was trying to help. Mm.
1: Who, who do you think it looked like you were mother? Who, who would think you Tony. were mothering
2: him? He thought that? You think he thought that? Yeah, because I was like, you, you, you need this. You need this to do this. He
0: could have seen her in that way.
2: Like pestering. Like annoying. Hmm. And I think because I was the one trying to help him or whatever and his mind maybe annoyed the fuck out of him
0: triggered something (laughs)
2: it triggered yeah but it wasn't a long it was literally like he was trashing mom's apartment where we all lived and I was like yo knock it the fuck off and he just turned around and charged at me and it was fucking scary yeah like and I ran (sighs) as best I could yeah So, but yeah, no, I didn't, I don't, I don't talk about it. I don't like to share it because he was sick. Like he was, there was something not right going on and I didn't know it in the moment. So I don't want anyone to look at him like he was, um, he was in pain.
0: That's why we're here to be in the first, really, to, like, say everything. Everything that we can think of, remember, bring it out, and we'll do more over these episodes that might pop up that we have kind of pushed aside. But it's important to say it so that, like, so that people can see him for what he was. Not bad, not good, just how his life was. A person. A human being that grew up in an environment that was not conducive to living well, no, quite frankly and and so he did what he had to do to get out of his pain, um, and I was alluding to this earlier while I was sobbing my face off, but to to make a decision that you can't take back, you know that's something that i I want everybody to. That's why I wanna talk about everything, everything, because I I believe putting out what has worked for us, what hasn't worked for us, letting people make up their own minds, number one, it gives them something to chew on and keep them here longer before they could make a decision before leaving. So if I just fucking keep talking on this motherfucking microphone and it keeps you here listening to me, that's one step closer, right? And then on top of it, two, is what, are are you so in pain about? And if you don't know, then let's find out. Like, is there some tool? Is there a space? Cause like, let's get you out of the environment that you're in. And if you can't even think that way, th- then guess what? That's the answer. Then 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 it's then it's the environment. And we but we have a direction that you can move towards, and not just I, I don't want to be in pain. I don't know what to do. That's it, done. And now there's no recourse and there's no way to, um, to find out if that really was the best course of action. Um, I'm ultimately not saying it, it, for some people, it's most likely right. I, I don't think suicide is a bad or a wrong thing and I don't want people to see Tony and, well that kid took his own life, he was fucked up. He went through fucked up things. We went through fucked up things. We didn't do the same thing.
2: Yeah, I think there's a stigma on suicide and the fact that they're fucked up. They're, you know, they're no good or whatever. But I don't...
0: Or weak or can not handle it.
2: Correct. Yeah, no. I My brother was the strongest person ever. And I think that he was in pain mentally and at the time we didn't know and we couldn't um get him the help that he needed not i don't want to say save him because
0: no but push him towards a space that he could
2: correct i think that if we had the right tools and had the all the um things that are available now that we might have had him here maybe a little bit longer and even even forever right right, um but that's nothing we could do at that time Um, Other than what we did. And I know we all carry a lot of guilt. um, But my. He's not in pain anymore. And we. Are here. I want to say living for him, but living with him.
0: Oh, well, he's. He's part of our energy. He's part of us. And I believe a big part of our purpose and story is most likely to make sure that we're living to the fullest. Uh, Not for him, but like a piece of us wants to make sure that we we go to the max because he couldn't, because he can't.
1: Right. He's the reason we're here now.
0: Well, he is totally the reason we're here now. Um, And he's the reason that I believe we're gonna, when we show these these stories and we talk about these things like we are and give them to to the world, um, for some reason, I believe he's the one kind of making sure that that happens too. And I think Directing. he, wa- I believe he wants his story known. I believe yes. he knows it's time for it to be unpacked and started to make some good of it so that it maybe it doesn't even though October might always suck, it doesn't have to suck so much because we've had this thing that we're doing now with it that we can like um, make other people's October's suck less, you know. As yeah. we we move forward from this, um, and that's what I want people to remember out of this and to take out of today um, and Tony's story, you know. And there's probably more that we can unpack and we will over time. Is there any last words that you guys have to add here before we kind of wrap it up?
1: I'm really proud of you guys today. And um, this has not been easy. It's not going to be easy. But I'm damn proud of you for being here, both of you.
2: I'm proud of you for being here. Um, I know you didn't talk as much today, and I know... Um I could talk about him all the time this is this is my trauma this is this is what changed me from that happy everything is great, everything is sunshine and rainbows to there is darkness in the world, and I can get hurt and I did in the worst way um so that was. You know, you guys have dealt with it your whole lives, and I didn't really start all the other things that kind of happened in life. Nothing hurt as much or as deep as losing Tony, and that's what I resonate with, and that's where I stem everything kind of from. Like, wow, all right, does it hurt as bad as it did October 8th 2007 then it's it's going to be okay and that's how i kind of deal with things um but then there's the does it did like this last sunday did it did that hurt as much as it did October 8th 2023 like it hurt a lot less i still felt it but it wasn't as sharp deep I took my time I had my moment and I kept it pushing because that's what Tony did
0: well you have 16 reps of Octobers now since I it's do, happened I do I'm, I'm
2: pretty I'm getting pretty strong there well
0: not to push it away but to feel it and um, and to, to to acknowledge it I think is really the the biggest Key. That's the, I think for you because you're biggest. just you're sitting in it versus blocking it.
2: Yeah, that's. Um, you're feeling it. Yeah, this is this is my my trauma. This is my thing that knocked the life out of me. Yeah. Um. So. It's still ground zero for
0: me. It is the most painful moment. Um, I, and it, it's really 1 and 1A one with, with Tony and Jimmy because they were so close and they were my guys together. Be, and because it happened like right in the same kind of space where it like seemed like my whole life fell apart. And I lost Tony in 07 and Jimmy in 08 within a year. And, but, and so not that I feel like I owe my life to Tony or that I have to, to, to live for other people, but I really am happiest when I see other people in in their greatest light and selves, and when I share these things, to me, I feel like it's part of like paying the debt. I can share something that can like enlighten somebody else's life, and maybe they could experience a little less pain and a little more joy. Not that they won't experience pain or anything like that, but to, and not avoid my mistakes. That's like the stupidest thing ever. You have to fucking make mistakes, but like, Yo, tough shit's gonna happen, like Holly said. like She got heart, hurt by darkness. Acknowledge your darkness. I think, Mom, I said this to you, and I'll wrap this up, and Holly, we we use this analogy, but for those of you that have watched the TV show Dexter, Dexter was a serial killer, and he was found in one of those shipping containers full of blood with his little brother after his mom had been murdered right in front of him. And I said to my mom at one point recently, I was like, mom, I feel like you and I were the, the little kids in the room that stayed and Holly was Deb on the outside, Dexter's sister. But in reality, I think mom was the dad. T- me and Tony were the little boys in the room. We were the ones that dealt with a lot of that. Holly was on the outside of that bloody room. And what happened in Dexter was one of the brothers ended up having to die because what happened in that room was so savage it couldn't be contained. And I kind of feel like Tony paid the price for what we couldn't put words to and heal in the moment that he was here. And so the rest of our lives, or I will speak for myself the rest of my life, I wanna make sure that people, if they, ha- if they were born into that bloody room, that they know that they can survive. Both of you, one nobody has to die, not willingly, and You can make the best of these situations if we start to talk about them, if we start to come together and bring them together. So for those of you out there that got anything out of this, this one in particular, we need comments. If you liked it, please like it, that'd be great. Share it, sure, I know it's gonna be hard, especially if you made it this far, but please comment, tell us what you liked, what you went through, did you resonate with anything? That would help us so much. Moving forward, thank you, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to our show. If you're interested in how we've gotten this far, I've put together a small guide that has a three-step process at no cost. You can get that at www.iamnotok.com backslash truth. www.iamnotok.com backslash truth. T-R-U-T-H. Thank you so much. Look forward to seeing you on the inside. Be well.